poor. Plus the people in their their average height, Ian Acho and Vardy. But this is it. But, they're, but they're... what if he had a had a target man in there? Who, this... who's taller than the rest? Okay. And and big built hassle the defenders. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Foxes Blundercast. Yes, it is episode 20. We have finally reached this milestone, and I can't believe we've done it so quickly, but we are here. But before we start, I would just like to say a huge sorry for myself and Dean for not being here over the last coming weeks, but sadly life got in the way. Yes, family work. And let's be honest, a healthy dose of good old laziness. Yes, but we are back right now every Tuesday with this wonderful FBC look at the past of Leicester City Football Club. Anyway, without further ado, let's talk about what's coming up on this wonderful show. Yes, first up, we're going to be dissecting that oh-so-heartbreaking 1-0 loss to Leeds United. And then we're going to be looking into the transfer window. It's looming, looming over us like a dark cloud on the horizon, 56 days away. And we're here to discuss who we think is going and who we think is coming in. Will it be a January transfer window to remember or will it be a nightmare? Find out what we think. Then fasten your seatbelts because we're off to Middlesbrough where we'll be giving you a quick preview of the up and coming showdown between them at the Riverside Station because we will be giving our full pre-match preview this Saturday coming. Then after that, we have something new where we're going to be taking the talk away from the King Power Stadium and into that wonderful place we call the world of football, where we'll be talking football management, the Ballon d'Or, and it's back on the agenda. Yes, VAR. Brace yourselves for another round of questionable decisions and eyebrowsing moments from VAR. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a beautiful ride with yours truly. Yes, I'm Matt and the blunder boy, Mr. Dean, who will be joining me very, very shortly on this glorious misstep and misspoken word on the Fox's Blundercast. Well, let's get into this. Let's get into this loss. Mr. Dean has joined me. How are you, sir? Tired, but I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm interested, actually. I know we've been away for a while. Uh, we've had families and work and different things and being lazy. Just Everything's taken over. But this is this is our time now to sit down and talk football so how have you been don't talk about the game but how have you been with football in general before we get into everything this and that (laughs) (laughs) as we know a lot a lot's been going on um you know which sparks debates mostly in the in the premier league and and things like that um and in the championship it's it's all going well for leicester so i'm happy that side but there's so much going off backstage isn't there that sparks a debate which we will we'll be talking about later so yeah it's gonna be wonderful and also something something interesting about this one because uh yesterday you messaged me on whatsapp and you said i've got two things that you're gonna be shocked at i've got two things i want to say that i'm gonna be shocked at i'm really well, interested I think it will be <laughs> if, if it i can go on on what you've said previously yeah very very one of them will i'm not sure about the other one <laughs> 
But anyway, well, we're all good. I'm a bit sad. Gunky Town, we just lost. Well, not just, but we've lost our manager. And we're looking like we're getting somebody called Nathan freaking Rooney. I mean, I kind of think I know who he is, but why is he coming in? He's only been, he's only done well in guitar. I mean, if that's the case, then ugh, maybe by the time this goes out, we'll have a new manager. I really, I'm hoping for somebody, but I just don't know what Grimsby Town can offer anybody right now. But anyway, anyway, let's get on with the Leicester City Football Club. Let's go over Friday evening. We were watching the game. And I predicted the, the, the outcome. I said it was going to be 1-0 to Leeds. What happened, Dean? What happened? It was 1-0 to Leeds. Yeah. And you're going to gloat like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I have to. Go on. Go on. That, are you there? Is he gone? I am, yeah. Well, come on. What happened? Tell the people what happened. Well, we lost, yeah. Is, is, is <laughs> That's that, all I want to say. Is that all you want to say? Is that I lost? Well, yeah. It, it, and I know we say this every single week when we've been doing the podcast that the game coming up is the toughest test, but this really was. Uh, we've seen it before with Sunderland uh, that took the game to Leicester, and and that's how how to give Leicester a a, a good game and to come close because Leeds did it. And Leeds have got the talent to to take the chances that they created. Okay. And I get that. I get where you're coming from. Yes, we all thought Leeds were gonna be a tough challenge, but if we look at the week before, they had a they had a tough challenge in themselves. They're not great as it is. Okay, let's put it, they're not the finished article. Okay. And I've been looking at different things and I watched the match, I watched it a couple of times, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, what went wrong here? What went wrong? And I've kind of gone through some of the stats. So let's have a look at some of the stats that we've got here at this precise moment in time, okay? So let's look at the ball possession that you had. 66% to 34% for leads. You know, which is pretty much average with what you guys have been doing in every single game that you've had. Yeah. Shots on top, uh, shots, sorry, shots, total shots that you had, 10 and 11 to leads. So they had less possession, but more shots. What does that tell you first off for me? Well, they're, they're shooting when they can or oh. getting in better positions and, and think that there's a chance. Let's go for it. They're creating more chances. You're passing it around at the back. Okay. I mean, then you've, and then this is the, this is the, the, uh, the stat that really, com, you know, completely blew my mind because during the match, I didn't notice this, but you had one shot on target and they had six, one shot on target after having 10 shots. That is very poor from 10 shots. That is very, very poor. It is very poor. With your possession and your, your shots on target, you should have about another double um, of what they... So they got 11 in 34. So if you think if they had 11 shots in 34%, right, you've got pretty much nearly double, pretty close to double the possession. So you should have 22 shots, pretty much, don't you think, roughly? Yeah. Let's get, let's get let's run it off about 18 shots, okay? They've got one... Uh, so you've got one. They've got six. They, they've they got over half their shots were on target. Your keeper had to make a save. Their goalkeeper made one save. Okay? Just Off thinking about that, wasn't it the... Uh, was it the Dewsbury Hall header, wasn't it? Yes. In the last minute that Messler took out. So if it wasn't for that, there'll be no shots on target. And that, no is, that shot is shocking. It is. For a team that has been called the best or or whatever it wants to be called at the moment, no shots on target pretty much would have been a disaster. 
So you had 10 shots all off target. Okay, that we'll, we'll go to Fatou's effort where it hit the bar, which for me, the keeper didn't get it. I'm, I'm going to probably say you had two because the keeper did get a touch on that. If you look at that slow motion, his little finger just tips that onto the bar. Okay, so yeah. I, I want to give the keeper that because being a keeper myself, we want to take everything. So he did really well for that. So I'm going to say two, but still two in 10, 10 in 66 percent. I mean, off target nine, they had five. So you had eight off target. But this is really interesting, right? You had 333 more passes than leads. You did 663 passes and they had 360 and still created a lot more than you. And they're taking them chances. Exactly. The play that you're doing, okay, you're trying to break them down. You're trying to get them to, you know, commit people to going forward. But if you've got a well-oiled machine, you've got a team that can sit back and go, well, okay, you come at us. We're here. Let you play around with that ball. You tap it around from left to right. We'll put a little bit of pressure on so you do something else. We'll put a little bit of pressure on it. We do this. But if we stick to the game plan, which they did really well, they messed all that up. The issue that I have now is Hull and Leeds have now shown the whole of the championship how to beat you guys, okay? How to beat Leicester. Definitely Leeds. I mean, you've seen Leicester trying to draw out their, um, draw players out of their positions, but Leeds just weren't having any of it. And this is one of the things that I was going to say. We just passed it around then, waiting for Leeds to to come out of position that didn't. And I've seen from Maresco, and this is the first time because we've, we've not had to see it before, I don't feel there's a plan B. No, and I've got that down here. I was no looking at it the whole match. No plan B. And, it, and it's ruining because we were doing the same, specifically in the second half when, you know, the same old Leicester when when the, the not winning, the, the kick, the really go for it in the last five minutes. Hmm. And the work, again, it was on the wing, on the wing for, for Taru, um, keep crossing him in, but there's no one in there. It kept going to that. It's not working. Let's try something different. But there wasn't anything different. There wasn't a plan B. There wasn't. And if you have a look, the people that you normally rely upon, people like KDH, Medivide, didn't really have a game. I mean, I've noted down here that I've gone through a lot of the um, papers and different places that, that put scores in. And the best player that I could see was Fatou on an 8.1. Then Mads on 7.8 because he did pretty well in goal. But the rest of the other team were no higher than a 7.5. I mean, there was only a couple and the rest were in the sixes. I mean, that is just, that is for a team that should be playing really well. And this just shows at the moment, they, they you could see Maresca's just trying to concentrate on one style of football. That's all he's doing. One style of football, which is the tippy-tappy, moving around, trying to drag teams out. Now, when you come up against the Leeds... Right, they're going to show you that that's not going to work. You get into the Premier League, this isn't going to work. They're going to have better teams up there that understand this game better. So you're going to have to have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay, you're going to have to have better players in there as well. But we'll see what happens with that. But the bit that got me as well, you were relying on your wingers. Okay, Fatou and Medivide, they were on the wings. They were great. I love, I love Fatou. He was, he was your best player all game. He was cutting in his pace, his skill. It was wonderful. And I'm like, this is the guy that's going to. And I remember his shot. It tipped onto the post. I was like, wow, this guy. He, he's good, but he's a lone player. So at the end of the season, he's gone. Okay, because the way he's playing, he's putting himself in that window right now for teams to go. I want him. You're not going to get him. He's done. Okay, so let's just point this out. He's not coming back. 
But if you've got a team, you've got to get somebody that's going to replace him. And it's just me. But the one thing that was really poor is that they're crossing. Their crossing was put crossing to each other. These are guys who are wingers on the on the on the on the far side. They put the ball over. They put the ball over, and it was going from Fatu to Medavidi, who was then cutting in, and then Medavidi was putting it to Fatu, who was then cutting in, missing the middle out because there's nobody in there. There was nobody in there that was going to do something, and it was just poor, poor. Plus the people in their their average height, Ianacho and Vardy. But this is it. But, they, but they... what if he had a, had a target man in there? But who this... was taller than the rest again, and and big built, hassle the defenders. One hundred percent. I haven't got that. I put here, no striker. Vardy too old. Nacho only good against poor teams, which we wish we were seeing. I still, I still say we should have kept George Hurst, and he's doing well at Ipswich. He's, he's scoring the odd goal but, here and there. But would it he... would be an, but it would be a plan B. It would be a different way of playing because we've seen that it won't well, work. No, it would have been a Why plan not change C. It up to a... Well, yeah, it would have been a plan C because but plan it, A would is still Vardy. be another plan though. Yeah, it would have been another plan, but what? What? But the problem is, he doesn't fit around that pass, move, pass, move, pass, 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 tippy tappy, tippy tappy, tippy tappy, creating space. That's what you know. Enzo didn't see that, but he hasn't brought in the players to fit around this. And it's fortunate enough he's in the championship at the moment, where I think you will still get promotion. You're still going to be one of the better teams, but I just feel that when you get up into the Premier League, if you're still this way, you've got to. You, there's got to be lots of signings coming in because. Vardy ain't going to hack it. And Nacho's not going to hack it up there. Um, I don't, I, I truly don't believe that Vestergaard will hack it up there, but even though he's one of your best players right now, but we'll get to that in a moment. Second half was really poor, right? And do you know the reason why? It's because that's where Leeds decided, you know, their manager came in and said, look, right, they're getting, they're, most of their play, most of their great plays down the wings cover that. Let's, 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 let's do this. And he started to push them out wider. So they was, instead of being quite tight in the middle, they were quite, they went quite wide and pulled back a little bit. And do you know something? Their goal wasn't like great. It was just from a corner. And, that, and I put this down. Goal from the corner, poor defending a corner. Is this last season coming back to haunt you again? It was very poor defending, especially from the centre-backs face and Vestergaard. It came off uh, Mads, didn't it? And there was no one there. No one marking that, that stray... Um, Leeds player, no one around him, so he was just there, easy to tap in. That the defenders are at fault for that. And as soon as as soon as that happened, you still came with the plan A, which was tippy tappy football, tippy tappy football, tippy tappy football, tippy tappy football, and it just didn't work. And also, when you've now got a couple of injuries, you've obviously got Ndidi's out, you've got Yunus out. Cassidy is just not at the level City need right now. Cassidy is poor. Cassidy is. Under twenty one player at best at the moment, and I just, just, just don't feel he's fits in there. And bringing on Chowdhury and then putting him in the back to push forward Ricardo up into midfield, I thought was the strangest decision. I was like, why aren't you bringing somebody else? And they looked at the bench. There is nobody. There isn't. You've got Marcel on there. You've got Casey who's coming back for an injury. You had nobody else on that bench that could do anything in that central midfield. Well, I I would have, not central, but I would have put McAteer on for either Fatou or Mavadidi. But why? Because that's that's the bit that I thought would shock you. But the the Mavadidi bit, I would have put him on. I would agree with you. Mavadidi, I would have have taken him off and put Casey on, right? But I think Fatou... He's got to get back to full fitness and it would only be for, what, 25 minutes uh, at the most. Mm. And he's he's young. He's got that far. He, He wants to win. And he's fresh and he's got pace. He's, he's a bit tricky sometimes. He might not be his best because he's not um, he's not had a game since his injury, but 
why not just but that game plan, that game plan at this precise moment in time is just not paying off. It was it it needed somebody like a an Ndidi or a Yunus to grab that ball in the middle and go right. I'm keeping it in here. We now know they're out wide. They've gone wider. They're going to be some more space in the middle. Let's use the middle part. But they didn't. They just didn't do it. And that's because they've got injuries. And it just shows that your as we said at the beginning of the season, your squad at the back isn't as good as it could be. And this is where they need to start looking. And I just put the last thing I saw here was tippy tippy football will not work against good teams. And it won't at the moment. They're going to look at it. You're not a Man City. You're not a Barcelona or a Real Madrid who can sit around and got good players who can do plan A, plan B, plan C and just change it up. You don't have that right now. You have plan A. Well, when this... teams are going to come down or, or we're going to go to them, they're going to say Leicester City, they've lost two. Let's look how the most recent one went at Leeds. And they're going to do the same that Leeds did. They're not going to be drawn out of position. They're going to um, create chances and not sit back. And that just tells me that there's going to be more losses in this season. It probably will go up automatically, but it's worrying because we haven't got a plan B. So if, if they play that tactic that Leeds did and they are good, take the chances and that. Yeah. As, as, as I say, if, if you've got a team out there who's got a good striker and they're, and they're great at the counter-attacking, which I know there's quite a lot of them out there to do, you guys are going to struggle. They are going to do that. Bang, 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 bang. Right? This is what's going to happen. They're going to sit through. The one thing you've got to hope is that the teams in the championship don't have so many players that are very good at falling in line, holding that line, not getting too distracted of getting that ball and just sitting there going, right, for 90 minutes, let's look at holding this line. And then for that one minute, that one minute that we can do, boom, go, get the goal. That's what they've got to wait for. But there are a lot of impatient players out there and that's happened in a lot of the games out, out here. We've seen it. There's been a moment of players just stepped a little bit out and that's great. That's great what Leicester are doing. When you get into the Premier League, it's going to be very different. You are going to be a team which is, you're not going to find those gaps as much. They are going to be so much more disciplined. That's the reason why they're in the Premier League. Can they do it? I, I, I And again, I've, I've, I said this and I think I've said this to you and I've got it on, on the WhatsApp and, and, and different groups. This is the moment now that the formula is out there this is, we're going to see now what Enzo's made of. Now, I hopefully proves me wrong, okay? You've got Middlesbrough next, who are a good team. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be well-organized. They've got Carrick as a manager. This is going to be a great game for him. This is his time to shine. And I think my prediction for the Middlesbrough game, which will come up later, is going to shock you, okay? It's going to shock you. Anyway. I don't know what's coming then. <laughs> anyway. What would you give the marks out of 10 for Leicester on this one then? And do you think it was a deserved defeat? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, probably more than one nil, to be honest, to Leeds. They, they deserved more than one. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's there's just no plan B. There's there's just that style of football. I mean, if we can't do that and a, a team comes here to upset us, we're, that's, that's it. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, like it... Maybe an off day or whatever, but it didn't work putting crosses into the box. No one there. And people who are there are not not big enough to sort of get on get on the end of him. You've yeah, just got that's, that's it, so you've just got to hope that you so out, you're one. Yeah. So so out of ten, the team as a collective, I'd say five point five. Oh, I'm gonna go. I've got to go for a five point five as well. Uh, it was a well deserved uh, victory for Leeds, so a well deserved defeat for Leicester. Um, I'm hoping that Esco has a bit more about him than probably what Brendan Rodgers did. 
don't stick to your laurel sometimes. Look at changing it up. Look at bringing somebody else in. Hopefully get all your players back to full fitness. You know, you, you know, if we can get somebody in that midfield to help the likes of Rinks, KDH, I think that's going to be great. Uh, but I, I feel that it's um, it's something that you can definitely, uh, definitely, definitely sort out. But we'll see. We'll see. So Definitely. Well, that was the that was that game. What we're going to do next when we come back? We'll be talking about the transfer window. Fifty six days, Mister Dean. Fifty six days before the transfer window opens in January. Well, it's fifty six days from the day that we're recording this. So if you're not re- this, so on the Tuesday this goes out, that'd be fifty five. So that would be So this goes out on a Tuesday, so that'd be fifty five. If you listen to it on the Wednesday, that's fifty four. If you listen to this on the Thursday, that's fifty. You can see where we're going with this, but anyway, it'll be in its fifties. Yeah, <laughs> by the time we get round to us, it'll be on the Monday next week. So, here's a question: Who do you think should go out? I've got a list of five people I think that should go out. Well, six. Well, people. Where, where, where do we start? I mean, there's, there's the players on loan and the players that that are sort of inactive at the minute. Give 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 me give me no more than six players that should go. Come on. Oh, let's let's get to the to to the men first. Well, six, no more than six. No more than six. Just just give you six because we, we ain't got long. <laughs> There's loads that we've got to go. But at least three goalkeepers to go. Well, no, at least two. Yep. Two goalkeepers to go. That will leave us with three keepers. Yep. Um, and you can take your pick out of any of them: Ward, Smithies, Everson. Yep. Um, any of them to go. Um, I'd keep the defenders, and it's good that Nelson isn't in there. Yep. Um, so to go out in, in particular, Dakar. Yep. Um, he's he's never going to make it in the championship. Um, he's never going to make it in the league, <laughs> league two. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's he's just he's just picking up wages for for nothing really. And um, other players on loan, Samore, who we may have trouble getting rid of because he's only on loan and he's not had a great spell where he's gone. So he's you know, it might be a case of. Contract expiry. That's what how he leaves. Um, I think that that's that's all at the moment. I think. Um, okay, are you, are you looking, ready? Are you ready? The squad. Are you ready for my six? Yeah. Okay, the two keepers from last season definitely have to go. Ward Neverson gone. Get them out the door. They're 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 poison. Done. Get them done. Um, I agree with you, Dakar as well. Not going to make it. He's gone. Now here's one that might. Here, these next two, right, are going to. I don't know if they're going to shock you, but they might give you a bit of... I think Martial needs to leave on loan. I think we need to get him out the door, get him some game time. Casey seems like he's going to be the one that's going to be in there. I feel like he's, uh, you know, he's definitely somebody that would benefit from a loan period and then coming back. And I think he would help with the whole Fatou disappearing. I think at the end of the season, I think he could be the next one that comes in. I think if he, you know, gets out there, gets some game time, that'd be good. And then... Definitely, I think I think he, you know he's shown promise in the preseason games, and I think he played a few of the early games in, in bit parts. But the way things are going at, at the minute with Makatir, uh, Fataru, and Mavadidi, he's, he's not going to get that game time to improve. So yeah. I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, Cassidy, get rid of his loan done. I just don't think he's got it. I've not seen him have a really good game yet. Yeah, he scored on his debut, but it was a tap in. It was fortunate. Um, but for me, he needs to just go back, go back to Chelsea, stay in the under-21s for a bit. You've just not cut it right now. Um, 
I don't think that's going to happen, but that's the person I would get rid of. And then the last person I would get rid of, I mean, it's so obvious. I, it is so, so obvious. If you can't guess this one, then you've not listened to the show. But go on, who do you think it is? Uh, your friend, Nacho. <laughs> the Nacho man has to go. Oh, by the way, there is a, there is a player. There, do you know there is a player out there called Nacho? I was reading that. I was like, yeah. Um, Nacho so, Monreal, remember him? Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, back to Cassidy. He, he had a bright spark in, in our last game. Um, not the Leeds one, the one, one before well, that. not the last but, game, is it? <laughs> well, no. But then you can't rely on a player who's had one one good match because he just went missing against Leeds. He, he wasn't up to it. And he, he's, he's a player that will improve on his appearances, but we can't afford to give him appearances and him not playing well. We've seen that against Leeds. We need every player playing their their top level. So maybe another championship team can have him on loan and, and that'll improve him. But yeah, I, I, I've not seen much from him. I'm not, so seen anything far, I'm, not, I'm not seeing anything from him that goes, he could be in this team. He needs to be in this team. He's taken up a space in that team that doesn't need to be taken up by. You, can, you know what I mean? And I think in general, you should just go to Leeds. I'm done. I'm sorry. Well, I think um, his stats are, are, are more impressive than what he actually does, if you get what I mean. Like, Italy under 21. Yeah, but it's under 21. Like you can't... Golden compare. boot. You know, you know what I mean? That that sounds impressive, but it it, it, it sounds more than what it is, if Leicester, you get what I mean. Yeah, but it's the same with Leicester winning their... You know, Leicester winning, um, you know, 10 games in a row against somebody in the Premier League. It, it, it's no comparison. It's the Premier League versus the Championship. It's the under twenty ones versus men's football. Does that make sense? First team football, going to say, it's it's yeah. it is no comparison. You are good at that level. That's fine. But are you any good at this level? No. And and that's where he is right now. He's not as good. And I don't. I've not seen anything that um that goes okay. I think we should give him another try. I've seen what I've seen, and I just don't. I don't rate him. I don't rate him. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I don't rate him. Yeah. One thing is about Enzo, he, he's signed of a lot of youngsters and promising people for the future, but we need someone for now who is the finished article and who can get us up. Well, this is um, it, yeah. I wouldn't say Winks is, is amazing, but someone like that who's who's sort of proven, who is m- maturer in their age and knows the game a bit more um, rather than a youngster who's still got time to improve. No, no, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Right, so they're my six. What about your six coming in? Have you got any idea on six coming in? I've got, I've got, um, I've got six that I. Uh, that's actually, I've got five that I would, I would say I definitely want to coming in. I've got no, no idea on on players. I've, I've not really looked at that, that but I will say, um, at least another center, center midfield. Yep. For for when injuries do come in, especially now with Ndidi coming out and then you've only got Hamza on the bench, who's a defensive midfielder. What if you need an attacking yep. midfielder? I agree, I agree. Um and a striker. Yeah. Um and, and again, we've we've got Cannon, but again he's one for the future. We need someone who's the, the finished article already now. Yeah. Experienced, not as old as Vardy. Um and, and probably round about the same age as Nacho, but has proven himself. Well, well I want to come and talk to, talk about uh, Cannon another time, but 
we're saying he's one for the future, but surely he should be in the team now because it's a build up to the future and it's, you know what I mean? Get him into the team. We'll, we'll, I think we'll, he's still injured, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but is that, I don't know. There's <laughs> something about it, but anyway. No, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I mean I've mean, i got a couple here. You've got Oscar Bob from Manchester City coming in on loan. Um, and I think, um, you know, for me, he would be, he's a great 221 player. Again, somebody that I think has fitted into Manchester City's uh, first team plans, uh, but would be looking for a loan move right now. And he's somebody that um, Enzo's worked with before. I think he could do better with um, with him than he could do for Cassidy. I think they would be a great swap. Then for me, a striker that you were talking about, I've been looking around and there's, there's not many out there that I would bring in, but there's a guy called Martin Terrio who plays for Stad Rennes in League One. Uh, he's got 15 goals this league season so far, probably more now um, looking at what I was reading. And the low move would be great for the club and him. Um, now, there is a talk that a few Premier League teams are looking at him right now in the transfer window. But if Leicester could come in with a, you know, let's loan him out. And, a, and if we get into the Premier League, we'll buy him. I think he's great. He's a strong, strong, strong player. Got good build on him. Good balance. Knows where Renet is. Um, and I feel he would fit into the Leicester City system really nicely. He would definitely take the place of Vinacio really, really, really nicely. Um, and I think it would be something that um, I would like to... I'd like to see. And if Leicester are listening, you know, and you do buy him, remember to mention it was me who, who kind of pointed him out to you. Another couple of people that I'd like to bring in would be Nat Phillips from Liverpool. I think a great defender because obviously I don't think that Suter and is definitely going to be something that you're going to be keeping. But also I don't think Doyle is working out into the way that we thought it was. And I think Nat Phillips will fit into that three-man defence kind of system that he likes to play really well. And he'll be a leader. He'll be a blocker. He would look at those holes. And I think for me, he's got that level of, of something. Now, maybe get him in on loan to start off with and then see how it goes. But I would personally go for a straight buy right now. Another player that I would like to bring in, um, and this would help to move Ricardo forward, is DJ Spence. Uh, from He was a former miserable player. Really good. Very good in the championship type of player. Just really hasn't fitted in at Spurs at this precise moment on that right-hand side. And I think what he would be good at, he's got his speed, he's got great looks to get forward. I think if you bring him in, we then got that opportunity to move Ricardo forward. And therefore, you've got another attacking option with Ricardo with the speed. And also, I reckon if you look at him and the way I think he could play, I think he could do the Ricardo position as well, moving forward. So you've got a couple of options with him. Still young enough, definitely needs a bit of a break from spares. Might take a couple of months to settle in. So get him in January, bring him in, say, look around about, you know, March time. I reckon he'll be running. He'll he'll be he'll be flying down there at Leicester with the with the way Enzo plays. I think it'll be a great move. So there's more. Yeah, I, I've been kind of looking into it, thinking what, what could do. And I think those three, you know, people will be like, Nat Phillips, really? I just like that. I just think right now you need a centre defender like Nat, who's got a good head with him. You know, you've got your vested guards, you've got your fazzies. You know, those guys are great at getting the ball out. You just need somebody in there with a level head, somebody who can hold the hold them to accountability and be just like, duh. And I was hoping that was going to be Cody, but it just seems like Cody's not fitting into that squad right now. I don't know why. I think Vestergaard's taking his spot. Um, Cody must be kind of like chomping at the bit to get in there. But I think if you bring Nat in, it might help those two. And I could really see Cody, Nat and Vestergaard in the back. Three really big, powerful defenders. I'd be scared. 
and I, you know what I mean? And with and if you keep then Justin and, and Ricardo, or if you bring in Spence, you've got the pace to cover at the back. You know what I mean? If they're coming forward, that pace could cover it at the back. Just such a lovely blend of players. They're strong, able to pass, good height, good in the air. We'd probably sort out your defensive issues in that thing. And you've got those people at the side that are just going to really give you some nice speed cover, uh, which would be lovely. Um, that's the way I would do it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Sounds good. Like you said, though, about Vestergaard, he's flying this season. But yeah, Premier League, I don't see him as a, a Premier League player, to be honest. No, no. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I'm sure Enzo will. Yes, I, I definitely think. Now, as we've done that, what about, we, let's just quickly jump into Middlesbrough. Uh, because um, we're going to take a quick break after this. We're going to just quickly talk about Middlesbrough coming up at the weekend. We will be doing our pre-show just before uh, of the game coming out Saturday morning. What do you think is going to happen here? How do you think he's going to set up? Because obviously he's had the loss now. Where do you think he's going to go with this? It's hard to say, really. I mean, um, I think he'll, he'll keep the same same team. Um, I think Cassidy will stay in there, uh, just purely because of injuries. Um, we've got no Ndidi and no, no Eunice who can come in for him. Um I think Eunice is, 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 it... is, is coming back off the bench at the moment. He is he's back in training. I think he might have a fitness. Yeah. I don't think he'll get the uh, the the nod though. Yeah, and I think I think he'll start the same way with with um, Vardy captain up front, and then change to Inacho later. But it, it all depends how what happens in the game early early on. How Middlesbrough play? Are they playing the Leeds way? Um, you know, are they playing a different way that we need to change our tactics and, and things like that? I mean, they're, they're no bad team, the 10th at the moment. They had a rocky start, but now they're on the way up. And like you said, with, with Carrick as manager, um, he's got a real chance to sort of send out a statement to the rest of the championship. Yeah, and I think I think he's going to set up. I think we'll probably see the same midfield, but I think he might change up the defence a little bit. I think... Um, I would like to see the switch in the sides of Justin and 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 uh, Ricardo for this one, just to kind of give the opposition uh, a bit of a bit of a headache. You'll probably see a Nacho starting this time, and then Vardy coming on, um, maybe just to give him a bit of hassle at the back. Um, and you'll probably see Casey may 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 make some sort of uh, appearance this week, which I think will be great for for everything. So yeah. Anyway, right. What we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break from there. And uh, when we come back, we will be talking football outside of the King Power, where we've got a couple of moans. Anyway, keep it here. This is the Fox's Blundercast. Well, welcome back to the Fox's Blundercast. Um, due to a technical difficulty, Dean cannot load up his computer and can't get on. So I'm afraid we can't actually talk about the world of football. We can't talk about the Ballon d'Or or the VAR decisions or managers and why they keep getting sacked faster than a hot potato. So I'm afraid I completely and utterly apologise, but we will try and get that in sometime next week when we'll talk about that. I mean, the Ballon d'Or discussion shall be a very interesting one. Um, I have my thoughts and I definitely know Dean has his, but would also be interesting why we think managers keep getting a sack. And there is a reason for why for that, but we'll tell you that then. But thank you very much for listening to us today. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have, please like, subscribe and share with your friends. But thank you very much and I shall speak to you next week.